0: I'm...
1: new boys. Hey, I'm Molly. I'm a teacher raising two kids in St. Augustine, Florida. And I'm Sarah, a new mom to one sweet babe living in Brooklyn, New York. Between five busy households, it's a miracle we make it on the mic at all. But trust me, we need this as much as you do. Hey
2: guys, welcome to Nursing and Cursing. We are back tonight with a special episode. We've been waiting for this one. This is Allie's birth story.
1: Hi. Hey, Hi.
0: Hey, by, Hi. I have to say by popular demand. I feel like we get so many comments. Um, especially since people have seen your home, Allie, and they know you mm-hmm. didn't have a hospital birth. I feel like people are like, tell me about having a baby in the jungle.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I will do my best, you guys. It's um it's not my birth story. I guess it's my birthing story for my son. Phoenix. So that is eight years ago. So my memory might be a little bit foggy, but since he is my first, somehow it's easier to remember than my second. Mm. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know mm-hmm. what you're saying. It's weird. It was, it was the first time. So everything is a little bit more vivid in the memory. So. All right. Are we starting? Okay,
2: we are. We're on. So uh, tell us a little bit about your pregnancy and the choices you made for your birth ahead of time.
1: Okay. Um, well, when I found out I was pregnant, I was quite far along. Almost I might have been <laughs> through the first trimester. Is Which is right? so insane. Insane. Insane, Absolutely insane. Me. That just shows you where my mind was. I was 28 years old. 27, 28 years old and just living in Hawaii and, um, you know, with Peter, we had been together for about five years, just coasting along, hadn't gotten pregnant up until this point. So why would I think that I was pregnant? <laughs> um, but I was and totally shocked and within myself for a long time, just kind of not wanting to talk about it. And Oh my God, I'm about to jump off a cliff and make this leap into motherhood. And I had, um, I had a very close friend. She's one of my very best friends who had a baby and had told me her birth story with her son. And I was in my twenties. I had no idea about birth. I had never even really thought about it except for, you know, the movies that you see. I had no idea. I'd never... It wasn't on my radar at all. And so when she told me her story and um, what she had gone through with her home birth and the midwife that she had chosen, I was completely shocked. I was in complete awe. I was touched. I was curious. And I was like, oh, my gosh, when the time comes, that's what I want to do. It seemed so amazing to me. So when I got pregnant, it wasn't really a question. I called. Um my friend Harmony. And I said, listen, I need to know who this midwife is. I'm pregnant and this is how I want to do it. Um, <clears throat> so I reached out to my midwife and I called her. I remember the first time. And I said, hi, I got your number from my friend. And I don't know if you're taking new clients. And she was like, well, I'm not taking clients. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much. And she was like, if I'm going to take you on, you're going to be my friend going to be my really good friend. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So, um, I'm backing it up to the midwife because it seems like a very huge part of my birth, this woman and what the journey that I went through and how she took me through it. Um, I met with her, Peter and I met with her first. She was like, okay, come meet me. Let's talk. She was the most, no bullshit, like intuitive, spiritual, but with kind of an east coast vibe and I don't know how to explain like tribal values, but she's an activist, she runs like birthing clinics in third world countries and she's fighting for home birth rights and basically all rights for humanity. Um she's like this a petite Italian woman with a personality that's absolutely larger than life, just like this force. I wish words could explain her better. Molly? Mm, Yes, everything
2: Mm. you're saying. She's, okay, but she's also, she's also intimidating. Okay. Okay, which is not like really where you're, where you usually go when you're looking for help in your birthing room, (laughs) but (laughs) but she's amazing. You're
1: drawn to her, but she's intimidating, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I guess for certain personality types. Which is why you meet with her, and um, you know if you, she more wants to meet with you. And if you have shit like a drug problem, uh, sex (laughs) issues with your husband, or abuse issues, or sugar, or whatever it is.
0: Sugar. Okay. Sugar is up there with drugs. And let's just say, right? Drugs. You're talking about like heroin, sex abuse cookies.
1: Okay. Anything, whatever it is, if it's your thing and your shit and you have issues with it, um, she's going to get it out of you. And she's basically not interested in it coming up at your birth. So she's kind of interviewing you. She does not want your bullshit to come up during your birth. It's going to make things challenging or difficult to not have a successful birth. So she's all about working it out with you during your pregnancy or very early on. Anyway, I feel like I'm going a little bit too far into it, but that's a really interesting concept. Right. right. And it's so true. No, I think I,
2: that's like part of, this is a big part of it. So
1: continue yes. on. yeah, she's all about like, do you want to do the work? Do you want to do the work um, to birth with me? And I was like, fuck yeah, there is nobody else under the planet I want to work under. Basically, I felt like I was, um, gosh, her apprentice or something. Like I wanted to live up to her expectations of what she wanted to see out of my pregnancy. So she's like, we got to get gardens going for you. You got to get dark greens growing, a clean diet, exercise. Um, I remember I would go into my checkups or meetings with her. And hello, you get a full body massage every single time you go to see her. She just massages your entire body and like massages your baby and the whole deal. So that part was so amazing. And I would say, I just want to let you know I had like two bowls of ice cream this week. And I would fully confess all of like the treats and the sugar I would eat. And she would be like, okay, cut the bullshit. You need to cut (laughs) the bullshit and go easy on yourself. I don't want any of this Catholic guilt bullshit. You're doing fine. So anyway, it was just, she's amazing. So no ultrasound. She's a tra- into traditional midwifery. So she uses wooden tools, her hands, her intuition, her confidence is just oozing. And she comes from a place of zero fear. Because in fear is where she feels that there's going to be a problem. And there's going to be emergency. So, Charlie, tr- can I
0: can yeah. I just stop you for a second and ask yeah. you because I feel like pr- people are probably wondering because I had two home, I had two home births too, but I also had the 20 week ultrasound. I know yeah. you didn't.
1: So and f- I'm going to say me, 99.9% have an ultrasound, even in home birth. Almost nobody
2: does. Well, like that's, a, that's a real statistic, Allie, or I, are you just throwing that you out?
1: You fucking made that up. But guys, who do you know? Even in a home birth, it's like, I'm going to skip the ultrasound. Anybody?
0: Well, no, I like my midwives don't do like my midwives, my home birth midwives d- didn't like I I basically like s- stayed in a medical practice mm-hmm. until and had like a midwife that I was in conversation with, but I like I didn't switch to a midwife until I was 20 weeks until I felt comfortable knowing that medical this pregnancy was medically sound.
1: Absolutely. And that's what most people would do. Kate, are you kidding me?
0: No, no, I'm not I don't know if most people do that. I'm just I mean here like I had to do like all sorts of weird things with our health insurance for that to happen. I think some people some midwife practices like refer you out for your ultrasound and then they get and then the results are interpreted and then sent back to the midwife. I'm I'm actually curious. I'm sure our listeners know more about it than I do. But so absolutely.
1: She will take on um, plenty of friends that have had ultrasound because they come to her and realize, oh, OK, this is I want to I want to go with this route. But I got in there super early and it. she was like, there's basically said to me, there's no need for that. Um, I'm I'm a traditional midwife. So if you want to work with me, I can you and I can tell you everything you need to know about yourself and your baby. And I know, Oh my God, you guys must be rolling your eyes. Like what the fuck is Allie talking about right now? No, I'm not
0: rolling my eyes at all. You're like a young, healthy woman. There's no reason that you would have had anything other than a healthy pregnancy. I, I feel like I really get where she's coming from. I was just more wondering if you ever were like, I would like an ultrasound or if you were like, Nope, that's cool. I'm, I'm going all in with this lady. If she says I don't need an ultrasound, then that's fine.
1: So that's where I was. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, what the hell? I don't know. what I don't know. I have all these fears since I've had two kids. But um, that's where I was. She was like, no, you you don't need one. It's this, this and this. Um, This is what we're going to do. And I fully 100% had my trust in her in the situation. So that's the way we rolled it. Luckily, everything turned out beautifully.
0: Um, no, that's great. People have been doing it that way for all of humanity. I think that's cool. I'm just curious from your just for, to hear your point of view. Yeah, on yeah. I
1: was. Allie
2: was really focused and totally fine. She had lots of people though, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to put the bug in her ear. Like, are you sure you don't want to just? Lots of people. Lots from of our people. family and friends.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Continue on. Continue on. Okay.
1: So. So um, we went the, what we'll call traditional midwifery route, which was, you know, no outside intervention whatsoever. Um, We're going to flash forward, I guess, to the day that I started going into labor, which was November 16th. Um, Phoenix was born on the 17th, but on the morning of the 16th, I woke up and I was getting some cramping. And really re-
0: sorry, I have another question. Sorry. Yeah. Did she give you did she give you a due date or she's more like did she give yeah. you a, a due date zone or how did she work that yeah. one?
1: So normally definitely I had a due date with Leo. If you if you're on top of your shit and you know what's going on when your last period was, she will absolutely give you a due date. I um was really unclear it was so foggy it had been like two or three periods and yes
0: yeah
1: and she said okay I'm gonna go with November 15th but you know what let's tell you and you can tell all of your family that it's December 1st that way people are not freaking out on you when the baby hasn't come yet just tell everybody that. December 1st and we'll be safe
0: Wow, ladies, you should everybody should be announcing their due date to 2 weeks after their quote-unquote due date. That's just a great policy.
2: It's a it's great policy. Then my baby would have been right on time.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> so on November 16th, I was like, "Well, this could be it, but I'm thinking December 1st in my head. No way. This is going to go later. This is going to go later. This this obviously can't be it." Of course, ladies, any way that we can talk ourselves into the fact that this is not it. We're in denial, right? So mm-hmm. I've got, I start, I'm having cramps. Um, Pete is with me in the morning and he, and I'm like, mm, I feel like something's happening. I go to pee in the bathroom and there's like a teeny little bit of like light pink blood in my underwear. And I'm like, oh, okay, that could be something. I don't know. I say to Peter, this could be something happening. I feel like I'm having like cramping. And he's like, well, I've got a job booked. And um, he's on his way out to work. And I'm like, I'm fine. Go to the job. He says, I'm not going to leave you for the day unless you have somebody to come be with you. And I'm like, I'm fine. Go. Who knows the next time you're going to be able to work. Go. So I sent him off and I did um, say, do what his wishes were. Um, I called, well, first I called my mom who was in Europe. Maybe I texted her. Could I have called her? I think I called her and she answered. Um, and I told her what was going on. Like, "Mm, I don't know. I'm having these cramps, but I, it could either easily be Braxton Hicks or whatever. And she was like, "Mm, okay, this is definitely it. And I was like, it's not mom. Trust me. It's not. Um, but I was calling her for a reason cause she was, you know, 24 or 48 hours out. And I think at that point she was making plans to get to me as soon as possible. Are you guys there? Oh yeah. Okay. Hanging on yes, every word. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah.
0: Hanging on every word. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Betsy was like, yeah. Okay. So this is it anyway. Um, so I, ca- I do interesting detail. Uh-huh. I was do. Was your call- mom
0: was your mom emotional? Or I think of your mom as being such a practical person, or was she like, okay, this is it. I'll see you soon. Or no, was she like she
1: she was not emotional. She probably said I love you in a way that was emotional, but no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So I call my midwife and I'm like really playing it down. And she's like, okay, good to know. And in my opinion, she kind of thinks nothing of it, right? So I need to back up just a little bit because in my pregnancy, one thing that my midwife did do, she said, all right, write down your birth story. I want you to write it down, sit down in a quiet room and think about how you want it to go and how it is going to go and write it down and email it to me. So I did. And... In the email, I wrote, Peter and I are going to do as much of this by ourselves as we can. And when it's time, we're going to call you and blah, blah, blah. And our beautiful baby will come to us. So, okay. Flash forward to November 16th. Um, So I kind of play it down to her or I just tell her what's going on. She's like, okay, this could be really still could be days. We'll see. Keep me posted. Call me in a couple of hours if things progress, right? So my contractions, I guess at this point, or my cramping continues, but I can totally handle it. I can walk. I'm still by myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. I had been walking my hill because I was trying to exercise through my pregnancy. And I thought, what if this is it and I go for a walk, maybe it's going to bring it on more. So I walked the hill, which is like a mountain, you guys. My driveway is Very long and it's incredibly steep. Like at some points, it's straight up and down, right, Molly? Yes. Yeah. So I walk down quite a ways and I'm like doing okay. Once I, you know, feel the cramping, I'm kind of like swiveling my hips and then I walk all the way back up and I'm kind of panting and like, wow. Okay. It does, it, it does bring it on more. Um, just a little bit more. I feel like some, something else is happening. Like, okay, I'm getting these tight period cramps. Um, and I called my friend, Mariah because she said okay Pete's going to work I think I had called her before and said it's not happening Mariah but Pete said that if he's going to work then I have to have somebody come over so at like 11 o'clock she and her sister who I think was visiting at the time came over just to hang out with me so that I wasn't alone and I was like guys let's take another walk I wanted to walk the hill again and I'm like great okay let's do it so we're walking the hill and it's definitely coming on. The contractions are coming on every, I don't know how many minutes, but when they do, okay. I'm stopping So tell noon. me, yeah. What time of day are we now? We are now, let's just say like noon or one o'clock. Okay. Okay. Mm. I'm walking and, and then things start happening. And when it does, I have to stop. And, you know, in hula, they would call it do your armies, om- which is you circle your hips, circle, circle, circle. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? sure yeah swivel your hips so we were on the hill like close to other coffee farms because we had walked down even further this time quite a ways and it would and there were like neighbors right next to us hey Allie, how's it going and a contraction would come on and I'd be like oh my god Mariah I can't Mariah 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 I have to I have to do this and I would start like swiveling my hips <laughs> so the girls would like try to cover me there was like a couple of really embarrassing moments I'm like okay I'm fine <laughs> whatever anyway we we made it back up the hill and I was like oh it was starting to come on and like okay let's throw on a movie so mm-hmm. we We get home, let's watch a movie. I'm like, okay. We lay in my bed in the gazebo, the three of us, and she puts on a movie. and I could have never remembered this, but I called her today and she was like, oh yeah, it was like some weird movie where all these couples go to a lake, couples retreat. Did you guys ever see that movie? Jeremy (laughs) and I saw
0: it in the theaters, don't ask. Jeremy (laughs) and I I saw it in the theaters.
1: I was like, what the fuck, Mariah? She's like, yeah, you had the DVD, like you guys probably, it's probably the last of the video stores. Still happening here? Like, what the fuck? We had couples retreat and we put that movie on. She's like, you didn't watch a single second of it. We ended up turning it off. And I was like, okay, we're on the bed. Yeah, watching the movie. I can't get into it. And then she said that, I don't remember this either. She said that I started like walking around the house and I'm like, you guys come. And I start pulling out all of the clothes and all the baby things that I have for- Phoenix saved. There's like a small pile of baby clothes and some diapers. And I'm like, is this enough? Do you guys think this is enough? It was all clean. And she was like, Allie, it was a very small pile. She's <laughs> 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 like, like Yep. Yeah. And I just kept saying to you, that is perfect. You are getting fine. <laughs> that is the perfect amount. <laughs> oh my God. You were nesting
2: at the very last second, like really too late. late.
1: It's like you had um, knee-high socks on and a T-shirt and your underwear. And you were just, like, circling the house, finding all of the clothes and things that oh. you had the baby and, like, frantically asking me if it was enough.
0: <laughs> okay. Last-minute baby. That is the best last-minute baby prep ever.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. So, she's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So, then we get back into the bed. The three of us get into the bed. and the uh, girl- this, These details are me why you're
2: in the bed with someone else's sister i'm like yeah. having the worst the promo. someone else's sister part is making oh me laugh God. so hard like is this girl on,
1: <laughs> yeah, is, this, my is this
2: girl on vacation <laughs> no i know who the girl is and she's <laughs> lovely but i'm like i want to be in the bed i oh.
1: want to like was soliana on vacation yeah anyway so. I, I don't know she lives here now and has for years but so Mariah's there with me. We're basically like, we're just buying time for Pete to get out of work.
0: Have you been in touch with Pete? Like this is the real deal or like, where are things with Pete at this point? Are you guys texting or did anybody call him?
1: I'm going to say, I doubt it. I'm just going to say, I doubt it. I have no idea, but I I was probably just like waiting for him to come. And also Harmony who, um, is my dear friend who I knew the whole time was going to be at my birth acting as basically a doula. She has been to many of my midwife's uh, births and they worked together on many, many births. And so my midwife was really comfortable with her and she was, you know, a, a dear best friend. And so I cannot remember the detail of where she was that morning or why she wasn't over there. Anyway, but so I think we call Harmony and she's like, okay, I'm on my way. I'm going to come check in with you guys and see where you are. And I'll report back to Claire or I'll report back to the midwife. So we are back in the bed and Mariah is like, okay, let's sing, Allie. How do you feel about that? And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do that. So we, start, we started singing, the three of us. And she was teaching me songs and we were, we were singing and it was like totally amazing. We were singing these three part harmonies that were so beautiful. And it was just like helping me to stay in the zone. And I would have contractions and maybe just breathe, but just go right back into the song singing and Harmony had pulled up at that time and she says she pulled up and came into the house and the three of us were just in the gazebo and she just hears these three angels singing. She's like, oh my God, this is beautiful. This is so amazing. And Her phone rings and it's the midwife to find out what's going on. So Harmony describes the scene to the midwife midwife, who's there and what we're doing and we're singing. And apparently the midwife on the phone with Harmony said, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You need to get those girls fucking out of there what are they doing there you need to get them out of there and Harmony's like um okay okay so of course I don't know any of this until later which I love so Harmony comes in and she's like okay um Mariah Soli it's time for you guys to go and I'm like oh okay and they're like great you know just taking direction so we had this sweet moment and they leave Um, in yeah, so all I know is that she's like, you guys need to leave now.
0: Time for our sponsor break, and I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Care-of, the monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. They're also a great company. A portion of every sale goes to the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant moms in need with valuable prenatal vitamins, so we're all about that. Care-of can help you get um, back into a healthy routine for spring. You can go online and take their online quiz. It's less than five minutes, and it's going to ask you about your fitness goals, your health goals, what your diet is like, and based on your quiz, they're going to put together a personalized 30-day subscription pack of vitamins that's going to come in individual daily packets. um, The subscription is going to get delivered straight to your door. Um, My subscription pack had vitamin D, magnesium, and vitamin C in it, which is going to help me recover after my longer runs, which I thought was so great. If you guys want to try Care-of now for 50% off your first month of personalized Care-of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code NAIL50. Again, 50% off your first month of personalized Care-of vitamins. Go to careof.com and enter promo code NAIL50. Bye guys.
1: Pete's not there yet. He shows up really soon after that. Okay. And I'm at this point now I'm like in the swing of contractions and I'm like, awesome. Okay. Harmony is here. Peter's here. This is rolling. Maybe we will um, call the midwife soon. Um, And the midwife had told Harmony that everybody needed to get out of there, including her. So Harmony tells me that she's leaving. And I look at her and I'm just like, what? Like, it's right here. I'm in it now. Like, you're, you're my doula. You're my partner. Like, what do you mean you have to leave? And I don't say any of that. I'm just looking at her and she gives me a look she's looking at me too. And I don't want to say she had tears in her eyes, but pretty close to it. And all, you know, she's saying with her eyes is, I don't want to leave you. But.
2: <laughs> the midwife told me
1: to. Me <laughs> and she always has a plan. And I am trusting the plan. I do not want to leave. I want to be with you, but I'm going to go because <laughs> this-, the way this is going to go. I have to leave. And I'm like, okay. So Harmony leaves. And of course, guess what happens when Harmony leaves?
2: Pete walks in.
1: Pete's, Pete's there. As soon, She didn't want to leave me alone. But as soon as Pete got there, she was like, I'm out of here. So when she leaves, of course, it's just the two of us. And shit gets fucking real. It's just as soon as everybody leaves is when everything gets real. So it's on. I do end up calling the midwife at some point during this, and um, she says, okay, let's go through a contraction together, and let's see what this sounds like. And I'm fucked up, you guys. I'm like holding my shit together for her and like performing, trying to do the best that I can for her. So she may or may not have had a really clear idea of where I was, but she did say, okay, you need to rest. You need to rest and just breathe. Keep doing what you're doing. You have some more time. If you need me or if you want me, all you need to do is call. You just need to say the words. I want you now and I will come immediately. I'm here for you. Very loving. She totally had my back. I had this thing like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to bother you until the last second. Like I kind of was thinking that in my mind. So i'm i am circling the house i'm circling the house i'm walking i don't know how to do this sitting down or laying down i had to be on my feet Ally, what is where
0: is where is pete in the decision making is pete like i want the midwife here right fucking now or is pete like is pete like the women have the process i'm just gonna do what i'm told or like where yeah. where's his mind
1: he's just he's reading my vibe and doing exactly what i want to do he's just fully supporting me um At this point, he had been on speakerphone and heard her, too, through the phone call and was like, okay, okay, you know. So he's going through it with me. I'm circling the house. I'm walking. Now, listen, I had hiked down the hill and hiked back up once, hiked down the hill and hiked back up twice. You guys don't really know what that means, but it's a steep, long, long hill. It's a hike. And then I'm on my feet the entire time. The only time I had really laid down was to sing with the girls, but I'm walking in circles. It's the only way I can do it. I have to be on my feet for some reason. It feels so much better to me. And every time a contraction comes, it's like killing me. I'm grabbing onto Peter's neck and like buckling at the knees, basically mm-hmm. trying to wobble my hips. So like nine o'clock. Ten o'clock at night comes. We're we're here all alone, and I'm kind of like, where is everybody? Like, why the fuck did everybody leave me? They were all here and everybody left me. Um. Okay, so I I get on the couch and I'm like, and on- Allie, how
0: are, how are you feeling? Like, I got to a point in labor where I was really fighting panic. Did you ever? Were you? Did you, it, you ever get there?
1: Okay. So not yet. When the panic sets in, it's, uh, I, the timing is hard. It was probably 1030 or 11 yeah, o'clock course. at night, but it was, um, it was, mm-hmm. it was transition when the panic set in. That's what the transition. Right. Was, right. So, yeah. um, as I'm walking or there was one point where I just remember being on my knees facing the back of the couch with my arms over the, the back of the couch and suddenly i my body started to do this really weird thing where i would be breathing and then it would just maybe i would talk to pete or whatever and then suddenly it would just go oh, like oh my god what's happening to me be talking to pete like i don't know what's happening to me oh, right
2: <laughs> it's like, oh that's like okay. when the baby's coming out
1: yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, I think the baby's coming. So at that point, I think at about 1030, (laughs) something happened where I went, I don't understand. I can't do this. Nobody's here. We're all alone. And in my mind, I'm like, Pete's going to deliver this baby. We're all alone. What's going on? I cannot do this. I start to get a little bit for the first time. I start to get a little bit like wimpy, like a little bit whimpery. I had held my shit together the whole time. There was no crying or, or screaming or anything. There was just like, ah! But I started to get like, I can't do it. Like, what? I don't want to do this. I can't do this. That was transition. And then the dry heating starts happening. My body starts. Oh, hey,
0: hey! oh like, God. That? Oh, my God.
1: What is that? So at that point, he had called them. And he starts getting a little bit like nervous, right? He's going, where are they? Where are they? We called them. Where are they? And I think, you know, both of us are just like, they're coming, they're on their way. And it's a long hill up and it's a dry, a little bit of a ways away. So I am dry heaving and I can feel the baby moving down, right? I can feel the baby moving down. You guys know that sensation? And I'm also like, kind of standing no, I missed
0: up it. I'm not, I'm okay. not kidding. I was never aware of it.
2: No, I don't okay. think I was aware of it either. It was just so much pressure.
0: Yeah, just just felt like a train, felt like two hours of a train moving from my fucking, from my tits to my feet. And just then,
2: bones uh, breaking,
0: just bones just snapping. Just being, eat, just being eaten by a shark and set on fire at the same time.
1: <laughs> when, when that's happening, the bones are breaking, and I can see all the shit's hitting the fan. It's when Pete was like, we need you, and we need you now. And they were like, on our way. So... Harmony was just waiting for the call from her. She was ready hours earlier, but she came up with the midwife. Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, isn't it funny, like, when we're in that stage of labor, like, especially for every woman, but, like, especially in a home birth, it's funny how you think there's a person that could walk through the door that could make it better, because there's not. Nobody could. Somebody could make you feel mentally. Somebody could mentally help you, and, of course, that's what your midwife did for you, but the idea that, like, if your doula would just get there,
1: <laughs> this would be better. Right. It's like, <laughs> In hindsight, 20, that's exactly her whole thing. And that's what she did. She was like, right. there is nobody that's... that can get through this except Allie. This is the way mm-hmm. she wants to do it. This is the way she's going to do it. Were you, like, wishing you had never written that? wouldn't remember any of that, Molly. Come on. You're not, like, thinking through any of that in the moment, right? Right. Of course.
0: I know Molly's like, did you, did you wish that you had said that you wanted to lie in a bed and sing for your
1: labor? Hell yeah. Yeah, You did. There were some serious (laughs) magical moments there for sure. But then, okay. So you know, Pete's being amazing. We're doing it by ourselves. And like I said, I'm looking around like nobody, nobody's there, but Pete, I can feel the pressure of the baby moving down. I'm like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Where is everyone? Why are we alone right now? Um, I crawl or Pete helps me or somehow I make it back into the gazebo on the edge of the bed. I'm on my knees at the edge of the bed with like my elbows and my hands on the edge of the bed and my knees on the floor, right? I can't get up to the bed. I can't make it up. I'm just there on fours when they arrive. And I can barely remember them arriving except um, I hear, so Harmony starts heating up water on the stove. She's she's like preparing to do the hot rag treatment, right? Which is all part of usually the experience that you get. It's what I got with my second one where they're just putting the hottest, basically burning hot rags all on your vagina area and on your thighs. And it's the most amazing thing ever, right? They put pressure on it and it feels so good. Did you guys get that? Uh, no. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? It's the best. Okay. It's like hot, hot, almost scalding hot rags and you cycle them out. You, do, you only do fresh ones over and over. and It's kind of <laughs> like a massage treatment. And especially like before you're going to push and stuff, they're massaging it back and opening things up with the hot rags. Can you imagine how that would feel good? Yes, Ali, keep going. Okay. So sorry. So I know that's what she's doing here. Like clink, clink, clink on the stove and I'm on all fours in the bed and I I can't move. I'm basically like putting my knees together and I just feel my midwife's hand on the small of my back. And I hear her say, you are so strong. And I basically want to just sob. It's like everything has come together. I just, I feel safe. I'm like, I, oh my God, okay, I made it. I'm, I haven't given birth yet, but she's there. She's saying the most comforting things to me. Um, you are doing great. You know, it, it's basically tears of joy, light, love, safety. I'm just like her hand on the back <clears throat> of my back. Excuse me, not on the back of my back. Her hand on my back is just like, okay, everything's going to be okay. So she kind of takes one look at me and is like, oh, is this baby coming out right now? Let's get, okay, let's get you up on the bed. They get me into position and probably take either, I feel like I had sweatpants on, but I guess not. Maybe just my underwear off. These details are foggy. And she, she's like, are you ready? She looks down and she's like, Allie, you are an amazing birther. Let's get this baby out. And then I'm like, jazz, right? Everybody's here the baby's crowning fully crowning and she's like you ready to do this you want to do this and I'm like yes let's do this so um where are we sorry you guys you're about to so you're about to push I I give it a push this is a little foggy I feel like it was a two pushes and the baby was out but I, I give a push so that the the baby's head is a little bit more than crowning it's like Coming out, and Harmony is behind me. She's holding up my my leg on the side, kind of into like you know when you did the butterfly stretch. So your legs yeah. are bent, the knee. She's holding it up on the side with the butterfly stretch, and I think Pete is kind of behind me too. And she's like, "Pete, come on, get in. You need to come into position. Like, come on, we got to get you to catch this baby." She's like, "Your baby's here." Come meet your baby, Pete, and ask your baby to come out. Come kiss your baby.
0: Who said come kiss your baby?
1: The midwife. Okay. Okay, you guys just love it. So so this
0: is, is this like crowning or crowning. Crowning.
1: crowning. Okay. Come kiss your baby. Pete's come like, kiss uh, your baby.
0: So uh, go, do go down on me. Okay. Huh?
1: Do what? <laughs> He's like, you need to come kiss your baby. You need to come tell your baby to come out. Come meet your baby. Come kiss your baby. And he was like, "Okay." And the way he describes it now is like, um,
0: being forced into your birthing just vagina. Like,
1: just like a, a my vagina that you cannot even recognize in like a wet cat, like a furry wet cat coming out. <laughs> and he had to kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> the head, like the hair at the top, like a a wet cat. <laughs> He's like, all right. He kissed, he kissed my swollen, China crowning baby, cat. What, what
0: cat? Okay.
1: Okay. So then she's oh like, God, okay, have this one bear down and push. And in my mind, like I'm like, okay, it's go time. I've got this. I have. I've done everything to, um do this the best way possible. I'm so competitive. I can do this. I'm going to do it so well. So I push, ah, ring of fire, like, oh, fuck. I feel the ring of fire. I push past it, like, ah, and then the head is out. And she's like, wow, you are amazing. And she's like, okay, take it. you know, take a deep breath at the next one. Let's get, she's calling her him or her? She's like, let's get her out. Um, she's just choosing that gender. Let's. Um, like- did you <laughs> have
0: did, Eddie? Did, Eddie. Yeah, oh. did you have any? When she's like, let's get her out. Were, were you like, so
1: excited? Like, were we're you're your like, daughter. Yes, I'm getting a <laughs> yeah, girl. But of course, I'm getting tinges of like, what if it's a girl? I knew it was a boy, but I was like, what if it's a girl? I was getting oh my like,
0: God, tinges. I hate that she led you on so, at the last second.
1: Like, let's get her out. And Pete cuts her off, and he's like, um, Nope. I'm sorry because the head was all the way out, you know, when the head's just sticking out and Phoenix had like a peaceful little look on his face and his eyes weren't really all the way open. Pete says, but he's like, I saw my son's face. I knew it was a boy. And he told me, he's like, I'm sorry. I need to cut all of you off right now. That is not a girl. That is my son because I can see him right now. And I'm like, Oh yeah, whatever. (laughs) But yes, he was right. (laughs) <laughs> so then on the next push i gave it a big hard push and he starts to come out and he does this little phoenix did this little twist and kind of raised the elbow up at the wrong moment and gave me- uh-huh. a tear so baby was out and i am euphoric we are all euphoric but i do have kind of a a nasty little tear. It wasn't so much the tear. <clears throat> um, well, I'll get to that in a second. I I birthed him, and then I had to do the placenta, which ah
0: stings so bad. It's horrible. So, that's the and mentally, you're checked out of birthing. You just can't yeah, keep
1: I'm going. Baby out already. I'm done. Okay. So yeah. That was really stingy. Um, we got the baby on me and for hours I feel like before we burned the cord we didn't we don't cut the cord she does kind of like a ceremony and then burns it um and then okay I was in complete awe I was like I don't understand that felt like I just ran a marathon I was like so proud of myself I don't understand I did that I felt like I had done it so well and it was so Hard. It's like, how the fuck did every woman before me do this? Women are super people, creatures. What the yeah. fuck? Like, I can't get over it. I'm like, I don't get it. I thought I was kind of like a tough cookie. How does every fucking woman do this? I do not. I cannot. I know.
0: I-, I looked at like, for like, I feel like for a year afterwards, every single person I looked at, I was like, okay, somebody gave birth to you. Wow like right i mean yeah. like, yes
2: like you've been you've been let in on a secret i was like and you're every like,
0: single person who got here got here like that what I, the fuck
2: yeah i've been looking down on men ever since this moment uh, same
1: yeah so that night my she did look at my area and she was like I th- I can't remember when she asked me. I'm sure it was before I pushed, but of course the details are blurred. But she said, "Ali, have you been on your feet? And I was like, yeah, I've been on my feet since whatever, 8 o'clock this morning. Um, I've been on my feet the entire day. I've been on my feet for the entire birth. She's like, okay, wow. Um, it is so swollen because of that that I cannot tell what's what. Basically, it was so... It was so fucked up and swollen, you guys, that sh- it was hard for her to even see what was going on, apparently. So that night, of course, I don't remember what I had down there, or a pad, what, medicine. I have no idea. But I was, you know, blissed out fine with my baby. It was a freezing cold night in the mountain. We did not have the type of doors and windows that we have now. It was way more open. And this is just a detail I I learned now from Harmony. She were like looking for a blanket, like maybe on the back of one of the rocking chairs or something. They were huddled on the couch together, shivering all night long, staying there with me, which fucking kills me because, oh my God. Right, because you're such a
2: great host.
1: Oh. You would never like that. I'm just like, Harmony, do you know how many blankets I have in my house? Do you know how many? Oh, my God. Which, of course, they were just making sure that I was completely comfortable. And they were freezing all night long um, on the couch in the freezing cold. I know it's Hawaii, but no, it gets down to, like, 40s, 50s at night. So the next morning, um, my midwife... Needs to check the situation. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I've got my new baby. I've already birthed the baby. I'm over it. Those kind of high, high, high endorphins have kind of wear off and worn off. And I can feel kind of the, some of the pain down there. Right. And so she takes a look, and her husband is a doctor. She's on the phone with him. And normally she would have him come up and stitch it, but he was out of town on a conference. So she also can stitch beautifully and has no problem with it, but she could still not quite tell what was what. So, um, I love her. She called in another midwife that came up at maybe seven thirty or eight o'clock or nine o'clock. I have no idea in the morning to help her. And, um, my midwife was like okay here you go do you want to do it and the other midwife said "No, you you do it I will be right here and we'll do it together and I'll you know talk you through it so the other midwife is like okay let's get some kind of a novocaine or some numbing spray and my midwife was like she doesn't need that she doesn't need any of that (laughs) what the shit oh my god and I'm like um oh my god at this point I'm I had already had the baby. This was like, oh my God. And Harmony is, she probably does have tears in her eyes at this point. She comes over to my bedside and just holds my hands and looks into my eyes. And she's like, it's okay. This is the last part. You just squeeze my hand, Allie. We can do this together. It's okay. I got you. It's okay. And the other midwife is like, she does so. Give her the friggin' spray. Give her the gun. Spray. And I don't remember, you guys, I have no idea. I can't remember if I got it or if I didn't get it, but I remember there was an argument whether I should it.
0: I feel like what would it even matter at that point? It's going to fucking hurt so bad.
1: Right. Exactly. So it was not um, pleasant. I got stitched up in my bed and uh, in the bushes. And then, you know, it was a, it was a decent recovery, but it wasn't, and- Allie, your Allie,
0: your tear was. I f- why do I feel like your tear was? Do I, Do I feel like you once told me your tear was weird? Like it was like a lateral. Like it was like across, not up and down, because of the way he had moved. Or did I make that up?
1: You no, know, it was a little bit weird, and I was incredibly swollen. And the way that it healed was was weird. It, it not even that and that anybody did a poor job. It's just like there was a scar tissue. I and- had scar
0: tissue here, yeah
1: scar tissue that's like so that feels weird you're supposed to massage the scar tissue but when it feels weird it's like ah you don't want to do that um for two years I mean my friend Harmony was telling me that I wouldn't do a cartwheel at the beach because I was afraid that I was gonna rip the <laughs> scar <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> cartwheels at the beach just afraid of doing any. Normal thing that I would do. Take an and exercise now, Molly, class. Molly's, so making a point,
0: Molly's making a point that most middle-aged women are mm-hmm. not doing <laughs> carpool. Well, yeah, I
1: am. Come on. Love uh, that Wow. So, um, so, yeah. But the experience after I had gone through it and I looked back at everything that had happened and everything that I had asked for, my midwife in many ways is like um a good witch she has this foreshadowing she she could see the way things need to go down or the way you want them to go down and she's very much all about um part of the process is get get everybody else out of there, quit with the comforting, even if it's a nice back massage that your husband's giving you in the middle of it, because that's just prolonging the inevitable of getting in to the reality of what's happening. And as soon as you can do it and realize I'm the only one to get myself through this, the faster things are going to move along. That's like a part, I feel like that's a part of it. We
0: get to that intersection Every woman gets that intersection. Like it's called labor for a reason. At some point, you just have to do the work. And yep. then, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: That feeling is pretty yeah. awful. When you... I swear,
0: when you said placenta, Molly, couldn't you? F- I could fucking feel Oof. it just then. Oh my god, shivers.
2: Well, mm-hmm. you know, you guys remember what my midwife told me. What she said.
1: <laughs> no, we don't. Oh God. <laughs> well,
2: um, Not my midwife. My um. Medulla, she said, before I had had a baby, she was like, okay, and then you can expect the placenta, which is very similar to the feeling of when you're making love with your partner, Oh yeah, and he finishes, and he <laughs> so is up. he so is um, resting yes. inside of you, oh, and the penis,
1: um, you know, out. falls out. No. Uh-uh. The penis
2: slides out. I was um. like, oh, uh, and Tim is like... <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is kind of like that, but with some pain, I would say I have some stinging with some we should have a definite um disclosure on these episodes, like, if you have never had a baby, do not listen to these stories
1: and i don't the funny thing is is i don't I do not like to use the word "pain" or anything when I'm talking about childbirth. I just don't um and honestly, that's probably the one thing I miss. The most, if I got pregnant, no, I wouldn't be looking forward to it, but I kind of would be. I, I kind of want to do birth again. Like I feel like I'm kind of addicted to it. I, okay. it's most, we're going to get hate mail. Incredible. No, it's the most incredible experience ever. And then maybe it's the endorphins at the end where it's like running a marathon, that type of a feeling at the end. You're so proud for, of yourself and for sure. it's so incredible.
0: Four, I want, I don't see what but I, I don't but I thought, Ali, no. But the weird thing is, it's like, I mean, we're really lucky because most of us on this podcast, for the most part, got the births that we wanted. Every time we had a baby, we've all been super lucky in that regard. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I felt like that with Mavis. Like, okay, I've had two kids, and I also felt like I was chasing this, like. Golden Ring. I was like, I've done, I've done two births, and I feel like this time I'm gonna fucking stick the landing, and this is gonna be the best birth. Like I've learned a lot from the other two. and you I, never know. That, but that was my hardest. That to me was my maybe this was my hardest birth, and the one my last baby was my hardest birth, and the one that I felt the most out of touch with my body, the most out of control mentally, and Crazy. the least prepared. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and my second birth was also with the same midwife, and because she had been there at the first one with the tear, she didn't let me make a single sound with Leo. She did not make me. She did not let me push. She said, "This baby will come out by himself, and you will do nothing except breathe." And that was so much harder. Like the hardest thing I've ever done in my Stay entire life. For the sequel,
0: because I <laughs> no, know everybody I'm wants gonna... to hear that.
1: <laughs> but I will say, Molly. I didn't call you. I never was like, I'm in labor. I didn't call anybody except my mother because of the way I chose to have Phoenix at home and, you know, without any outside interference. And there were people who wanted to give me their opinion throughout my entire pregnancy. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. I actually feel really good about it. I'm not into anybody having any feelings of fear out there, directed toward me, and where I—I I didn't want anybody to even be on that plane. Any anxiety out in the ethers at all. So I just felt so private about the whole thing. I just want to do it. I know I can do it. I want to do it by myself, and then tell everybody that I did it. And like, leave me alone. This is the way I wanted to do it. Great. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well it's no, also gotta, nobody
0: wants nobody wants anybody checking in on them while they're in labor it's much easier just to be like we had a baby last night totally <laughs> it's just much totally. easier that's actually like the only thing i learned from my labors like yeah i felt like the only thing i did right with mavis was being like letting my family know we just had a baby instead of being like i'm in labor yeah, yeah. thanks for yeah. sharing allie thanks i oh, love that story I can't wait for Phoenix to actually reflect on this story mm. when he's older, and when when if he chooses to have a a Phoenix Jr. to listen to it.
1: Danny Jones. Danny Jones. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for Allie's birth story. Allie, can't wait for the you comments, the details, and um, yeah, wish. we will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Night guys, night baby.
1: Love you
0: guys. Love you. That's it for now. Check you guys next week for another nursing and cursing
1: where we won't tell your husband that you accidentally let your kid eat a cat turd.